Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Valentine, you awoke. Mm-hmm. I'm in my house, the general house here at the lounge, and just enjoy it without Donald around. Yeah, it's odd. It seems empty almost, you know? There's no sign of life, you know? Not that he cleared the place out, but there's no TV yeah. on. I'm not missing him. I'm missing the the lived-inness of the house, having someone else there, maybe the TV on or the sounds of someone moving around the house. It feels a little weird, and I find myself thinking, like, do I miss Donald? And then kind of shake my head, like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a weird dichotomy, right? Like, definitely, it's yeah. a companionship, but it's like a a, a, a a comfort amongst another animal, another beast, in a way. It's just mm-hmm. really, it's really, it's really surprising not surprising to see that there's similarities between someone like Donald and a creature who has a side, a beast. Excuse me. You read like interviews or you read books, you know, about a lot of serial killers. And some of them will say that there's like this dark side of them or the side of them that comes out, you know, and they acknowledge that there's a side of them that like wants to follow those actions that they are notorious for doing. And that mm-hmm. is very, very, very similar to a vampire and the beast and the beast taking over. So maybe there's some kind of, odd connection between you two other than the supernatural connection that you have with him being mm-hmm. cool. but you have not received an email from donald by the way you check your emails and there's no email from him okay um while i'm in the house silently i'm just gonna kind of speak out to myself i'm gonna say are you there old man as if addressing the spirit that i sometimes communicate with you don't hear anything, and you don't feel the presence of the spirit. His actual name is Simon. And it's funny you bring up Simon, because it's kind of a interesting story about Simon, right? You know, for people who didn't watch the Valentine character creation, Simon was this man who followed the occult. But when I say follow the occult, I mean, there's a lot of people who follow the occult. And a lot of them are just clueless idiots. You know, there's people who read the book of law by Alistair Crowley thinking that somehow not having any self-control will lead you to enlightenment and some mystical order of yada yada and think that Alan Moore because he does a bunch of drugs and writes comic books is somehow tapped into the vein of power but then there are those few those very very fucking few catch a glimpse a very sneaking side glance into it and see there's more and when you were bestial living in that forest outside that small town that you're from surviving living in a cave feeding off of animals something drew simon to you a knowing that simon had a feeling that simon had you know simon wasn't a social person simon actually was probably rather awkward would probably go to parties or go to events and people would veer from him you know when you knew simon you know, you say old, and he was probably old compared to, you know, in your child mind that you had at the time. He was roughly about 40, but he was a kind of a gaunt man with bad skin, you know, had scars of acne from his teenage years, didn't maybe have proper hygiene, you know, but he searched through those woods feeling drawn. And you came upon him at one point, and for something happened, and it's hard for you to wrap your thoughts around it, but something thing that he showed you he probably paid you homage like you were a dark god he probably in the back of your mind you feel he brought you someone at one time you know and that's a very dark thought that a man living in a small town came with another life and rather than seeking shelter from a creature that lived in the forest 
gave it homage and paid it sacrifice. And that's what he did with you. And eventually you came to his house where a house he inherited from his grandmother that he lived by himself, no wife, no family, no kids. It was probably a house that had sinks built up in a, or had dishes built up in the sink with like, you know, some rotting food and probably had weird documents and books and occult symbols and had like an old computer that was hooked to the very early stages of the internet. You knew after a while that he was tapped in very minutely, but he saw something between pages of writing, between some forum, something opened a little bit inside of him and it was dark. Was it evil? I mean, what is evil, right? But it was dark what he, what he had within him. And there was a moment where you realize he started showing you what that was. And then the weird childish selfishness that still resided in your brain at the time, you know, that, 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 that childishness that had the little boy who would grab the toy truck from someone when he wanted to play with it and did no proper manners. You realize that you kind of saw a little bit of what he meant and you took his life to see if you really knew. And that was that necromancy. And that was how he, you brought him to become part of who you are and of your little social circle. And he gladly served you uh-huh. in a way. But now you don't feel him. But you know that the odd man's spirit is out there. And you haven't really grasped what out there is yet. But mm. you know you potentially could if you just chose to focus a little bit more on it. And maybe one day you will. And as you're lost in these thoughts, I assume Katow's car comes rolling up. Let's cut to Katow. You wake up, Katow. You know you're going to go pick up this odd individual. What's going on in your mind right now? That mostly he's accompanying Valentine because he doesn't really know what to do make of this character guy thing and so he's partly going along just to well we'll see like make sure it doesn't actually do anything inappropriate to the place or like you know try to do incriminate him some way and so he's trying to gauge him basically by doing this you drive to this address that he sent you we've already described this kind of whiskey tango white trash you know neighborhood that he lives in right now and your car pulls up valentine can you give me a mask of a thousand faces roll Manipulation and performance difficulty seven, please. Zero successes. I'll have you roll again when you guys get to where you're going. I would say, but for now, you have your rain slicker on and everything like that. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry, it's still raining, guys. It's still raining just as heavy as it was when you guys snapped out of your your, your sleeping state. So mm-hmm. you see this car pull up, Valentine, this red Toyota Corolla. As it pulls along the curb, you can see Katow through this picture window of this old house. You can okay. see this. You can see this boy standing there, wearing the the a yellow slicker. You see the hood of the slicker come over, but you really can't make out his features too much. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Okay, I'll stare at him through the window that faces out into the driveway. I'll just kind of stare at him. I assume he gets out of his car or whatever he does. I'll just kind of. Wait for him to make his way to the door. Yeah, actually, with Kaitao, he'll like he'll stand outside of his car for a moment, waiting for waiting for Valentine before he's like, <laughs> "Okay, I gotta collect him." The door's unlocked. I'll just I'll point, like I'm assuming you see me through the window. I'll kind of point in the direction of the front door. Kaitao will open the door slowly and just glance around. And you'll just hear me call out, "Come in." don't like this already. I'll go and leave the door slightly open behind him. Okay, I'll come and meet you out in the hallway. We'll see. Don't worry, I'm here by myself. Make yourself at home. I'll uh, just you to the dilapidated couch. I'm fine standing. Okay. Uh, how, how, how are you going? I don't really interact with your kind that much. Really? Yeah, and I'll I'll notice that I guess you've you've got excess kind of hair growing on your body a bit, don't you? Being a gangrel. Yes. Yeah. So I won't I won't say that. I'll just I guess you'll notice me kind of looking at your skin in detail, looking at you up and down, making you know, taking you in. Can I tell us what they just cross his arms and look uncomfortable being this being engaged like this? Okay, I'll say to him, I want to look around Ophelia's. So what I want you to do is. Distract the staff while I sneak in. I'll find sure. a window. Wouldn't be too hard. Are you gonna look go be going looking like that? <laughs> I failed the roll, didn't I? I'll kind of 
you could do it again when you get closer, like when you guys drive there. You know what I mean? You could try it again. I'll let sure. you. Um, we should blow blood pool point, by the way, right? Yeah. Willpower. Willpower is what you blow for automatic success. Oh, sorry. I mean, we should blow a blood pool for waking up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blow yeah. blood pool point, everyone, for waking up. Thank you, man. He's like, yeah. now you're going to give me success, right? Because I reminded you. So everyone blow blood pool point. <laughs> I would kind of run my hand over my face and then kind of chuckle a little bit, realizing how ugly I must look. And I'm like, oh, I'll, um, I'll fix this up before we get there. But hopefully no one will see me anyway. I hope so. Okay. And, um, yeah, shall we? I'm just waiting on you. Okay. I'll start walking outside. I'm going to get in the back seat as well. So you see this figure <laughs> like pop, like, you know, he gets in the back seat of your Corolla as you pop in there and you're driving. You guys are, you know, come out of this neighborhood and you start going after like about 10 minutes, start getting to more of the downtown section of the neighborhood. And it's really pro- pretty busy right now in downtown. You know, like downtown Minneapolis is one of those parts where like it's annoying to find parking sometimes. You know what I mean? So you are able to find like parking along the street, like about maybe two blocks away from Ophelia's. You see it as you drive by. You see it's lights inside you see that there's people dining you see that like rather large sign that was written in that nice cursive that says ophelia's on there you know and it says (laughs) juno's and 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 nice writing and and you're able to par along and and almost like i don't know i'll ask you when we get closer about because you haven't i mean it's it's been like three or four days since you've been there katow but man like it's just you're seeing like a monument to someone who you were really close with at one point so you guys you're able to Go ahead. Have a chat while we're driving a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Have a scene with you sure. guys. Go ahead. I just wanted to say I noticed, you know, the dog fur matted on the back seat, and I want to ask Kaito, I'll be like, you got a dog? Yes. Uh, I'll think back to all the times that dogs kind of chase me, you know, away from people's homes when I was living wild, and the, the pet dogs I'd kind of lured out and feed on, and I'll feel a little bit guilty. So I'd like to meet... I'd like to meet him or her sometime. I don't know if that'd be conducive to your prolonged health. Oh? Yeah, it's got a... You're a bit small, and he's a bit rather large. Oh, well... Baby steps. Maybe one day. Uh, I also want to... Just while we're driving, I just want to kind of look... Kaitao... Um, how well did you know Ophelia? Not that well, I guess. I'm seeing her around the city with, when I was before. You know, all the years we sort of like saw each other, I guess. Kind of got to know her a little bit a few months ago. When I communicated with her, you were always the one she spoke most fondly of. Uh, she didn't have exactly kind words to say about your friend Jonathan. You could say a lot of things about Jonathan. Kind words aren't exactly one of them. Where is he, anyway? I haven't met him yet. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Um, I'll check my phone again to see if um, Donald's emailed me yet just while we're driving. Excuse me, you see no email from Donald. You know, this is an interesting like conversation dichotomy because it's like very like awkward, right? You mm. are driving with this child Nosradu in the back who, you know... It's this unmolded block of clay, right, Katow? And then you, Valentine, are in the back of the car of this person who your friend who is no longer in the mortal realm mm. was friends with, but there's no connection at all with you two at all. You know what I mean? It's like you two are perfect yeah. strangers. So what's going on in your head, Valentine, at this moment, like right in the backseat with this guy, trying to like, you know what I mean, pry open, pry him open a little bit? Um... I'm kind of seeing Kaitao not as a person, but as a collection of information at the moment that I can draw on. That's why I'm kind of asking these questions, you know. I'm not connecting with him on a personal level. I'm trying to draw things out of him so that I can add it to what I know about what has happened. And I I guess I'm kind of being a bit cold in my approach, but also... I guess you'd say going through the motions of trying to get to know him. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm asking about the dog and stuff. I'm kind of imitating what I've seen other humans do in social situations. 
you're social engineering him. You're, you're straight up socially engineering him. You're trying to get him to open up, trying to do relatable. I like dogs. Dogs are cool. We should meet. Oh, by the way, where's Jonathan? Because you know you're tasked to look find out what happened to Jonathan by sure. Brentwood. So yeah, you're socially engineering. It's almost him. unintentional, though. It's just something that I do automatically with people. Survival instinct. It's survival. What you've done to survive, you know, for as yeah. long as you survive. So it's your only way of knowing how to interact. Yeah, and you know, the worst possible, not the worst. One of the worst things that a kinder can do to someone was done to you. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, it was a bunch of ravaging sabat assholes, but they fucking brought made a kid a vampire, and that in the Camarilla circles is frowned upon. You know, that's taboo, and so your child mind was never really able to fully develop in the ways that Katal's was or anyone else that you come across who's uh, kindred who was embraced as an adult. So, in a weird way, yes, you are more mature, but you had to mature and evolve in a totally different path than Katow did as a normal adult. So you, how you're communicating right now is how you have seen people act. So you act that way, but it's not a natural thing that like your brain grew and your brain learned and adapted. This is all, I see that person doing that. So I'm going to do this. It's all imitation rather Mm. than evolution, you know? So yeah, I can see that. It's very this is just what you know. This is how you how you think these people talk, you know? It's, yeah. So definitely I, I get that. So what about you, Katal? What do you feel that you have this figure that's in your back seat like talking to you this way and everything? That that basically since Valentine is pretty much an unknown to him, that since Valentine's and since all the people all the different kindred of the city been trying to you know get into his good graces and so there's just he's just like seeing another new stranger another you know pot, another person to add to the pile of uh, kindred trying to you know get more get stuff out of him so he's just like definitely not wanting to you know open up that much to so give him like you know just surface level stuff but just not like just you know divulge the secrets like to maybe to william or something yeah because i noticed a, a line there where he where he asked how well did you know feeling and you're like eh kind of knew for a couple months you know what i mean like there's no like indication at all about that you want to get to the bottom of who fucking killed her you know what i mean and that like there's a drive there and in a way it was almost brilliant how valentine reacted was like oh but she had nothing but awesome say the things about you when i corresponded with you You know what i mean to try to get it to be like see what you really felt about her so there's this weird like in that conversation there's this tit for tat like vampire talking that was going on what was spoken underneath you know what i mean all the words that you guys did there so i just want to dive into that and kind of decipher that a little bit because mm-hmm. i i don't i think sometimes people don't realize that a good part of like vampire quote-unquote fighting is just the words that they exchange amongst each other and like the little significance that they can have there so it was awesome insight i feel into what's going on in both your guys's mind so kudos to you two so when you pull over the side of the road, let's go ahead and get that roll again. Um, I'm going to hint willpower, but I'm not going to say you have to use willpower, but let's go ahead and get you to roll masks of a thousand faces. Oh, it's, it's way more interesting if I don't use willpower. So, Okay. I've got two ones and two successes. No, they just cancel each other. No, out. no, yeah, no six. Yeah, so yeah. No and plus, if you get a if you get a success, you can't botch. It's like no successes and a one. Okay. So no, no successes. No successes. So you are sitting back there, and you just don't feel the change overcome you. You know what I mean? And you looking in your rearview mirror, and you just see the same figure there, Katal. <clears throat> okay, so I, I'm just feeling something slightly off. I can't quite tap into what I normally would. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe my brain's a bit foggy. I can't quite remember how I'd normally make myself look. So I'm just going to pull my hood down more and pull a scarf up over my mouth and nose. In the mm-hmm. meantime, you see him do this. Uh, Katal. And in a way, I would say it's odd seeing a figure that is like a child in a way, like go in such methodical means to, you know what I mean, cover who they are. Like this, you, I would say it's almost like a, 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 a slap in the face by reality. Like, holy shit, this kid might have some experience. You know what I mean? Like seeing the way that he is taking precaution like that. So you both get out of the vehicle. As you get out of the vehicle, you know, the rain is not as heavy as it was. It's starting to, like, slow down a little bit. You know, it's that weird little, like, mist. Like, is it raining or is it not? And you just see, like, once that rain stopped, you don't see, like, literally happening when the rain stops. But, I mean, now that the rain has stopped, you see, like, 
like people are starting to walk down these sidewalks without their umbrellas and you start hearing the hum of like you know minneapolis summer life as you're like going to like different bars or they're walking to restaurants people are talking you see like youth you feel life you feel like this swarm of just like this the the the, the citizens that are just living mm. carefully free not realizing that there's two apex predators who are amongst their mist so you both step onto the sidewalk and you start walking towards juno's as you're walking towards Juno's Valentine, you see between mm. two buildings, there's like an alleyway there, like a small alleyway. And you see, you take a second, you look and you feel that, that familiar sense of warmth that you feel when Simon is around. But, okay. but you look, as you look into the shadows of this alleyway, you see like a very loose silhouette of his face like the shadows cut across diagonally and you could see like a silhouette of his face and like his upper chest almost like a roman bust that was used to be carved in marble mm -hmm. but you kind of you're used to when you deal with simon or what was simon you either can see small glimpses of him or you can hear but never the same you know what i mean it's, it's neither one or the other or you feel that warmth but now you see two and that's odd it it's odd for Simon to do that. And when you are for a second, as you're sitting there and you see that, then you hear a whisper coming within your ear and you, and you just hear that. And it sounds like a radio frequency. Like you can't like, you know, like the radio frequency that's not coming in quite clear. Sure. And how do you react when you hear that? Like, like what is your body language and everything like that how would like someone like a is walking next to you how would he see you react to that i guess he I, I would stop and he would keep walking and i would just be kind of standing there as if everything around me wasn't happening you know i stumble off to the side so i'm out of the other pedestrians way and just kind of rub between my eyes a little bit with my thumb and forefinger trying to concentrate on what what i'm hearing see if i can pick anything out and you see that Katal, you see him kind of step off. There's a, you know what I mean? There's a, I'll sit, I won't make you roll because obviously you're paying attention to the kid, you know, and you see him kind of step off to the side like that. I'll, I'll try to, you know, keep an eye on it, but try not to, you know, stand next to him, just draw attention, just to stand back a little, just like see what he's doing. There's a moment when you're pinching, like, you know, you're, you said you were doing with your hands there, mm. Valentine. You open your eyes and you just see people walking past. You kind of, see a reassuring presence of Katow. He's not standing close, you know what I mean? But he's standing like along the wall, not drawing too much attention, but you could tell he's yeah. definitely like letting you ride out whatever wave you're riding on. And there's a moment where you're like focusing, you look and you see people just walking by and you see there's like multiple currents of people. You know what I'm saying? There's people walking one way, there's people walking the other, there's people yeah. walking around people, there's just a swarm of people and you're standing there and you don't hear anything. And you and you don't see that sh in the shadow because you're looking across where you saw him on like the wall and you don't see him but you feel that warmth and as you're looking at these people that are walking whenever there seems to be a break in these different currents of people you see like a shape of him and you see like it's very very loose shape you can see because simon had that pox marked skin you know that acne ridden skin and you see yeah. like you know, like kind of a longer nose and you see like silhouettes of that as it goes by and you see like it's stronger than normal, like the whole body of him he was a gaunt guy who just didn't eat healthy and didn't take care of himself and he you see it like boom and then you close your eyes open he's gone and then you close your eyes open and he's there but it's always like between these people walking it's like a strobe light effect almost when you're trying to focus on him and you hear them and and then you see, keep seeing that what are you doing right now um geez i kind of looking around a bit bewildered and i'll look at kaitao and kind of put a hand up to say non-verbally like just wait there a second and i'll turn and walk down the alleyway a bit and push my fingers to my temples and try and focus a bit more on i guess on simon okay so you get onto you go into the alleyway deeper and you're trying to like squeeze your temples and just focus and you just hear you're just hearing slightly like <laughs> And as you like, like open your eyes and look back into the alleyway, you see like people still streaming 
but then you see one figure of this old man he's like kind of overweight you know he, he and he's like standing there just staring at you in the in the alleyway and you see this katow and you see this figure he's like 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 it looks like he may be 50 just midwestern type guy has like jeans and like a dad polo shirt and he's just slowly like walking into the alleyway and you see this valentine and his figure is walking as he's walking to you you you're looking and you see this old man overweight man's face and you see slowly like the features are changing and you see like they're becoming gaunt and you see you see simon's face is like it looks like it's trying to break through this man's face it's like bulging his skin and you you hear it go, I don't want to be go. And you you hear that like coming through this face. And there's a moment where he's like within two feet of you, and you see like Simon's face is just reaching out in this grimace of pain. And then it snaps back into this old man's face. You see this old man for a second's looking, and then you see him grab his like left arm, and you see his body lock up, and then you see this old man like fall to the side, like his overweight, obese body just falls over, and you're looking down at this body and you realize that it's not breathing anymore as his eyes are like wide open and he's like dead there in the alleyway you're looking at this katow and you're like what the fuck you know what i mean looking in the alley go ahead scenes on you guys <laughs> uh, i i just rush up behind him like did you do that i look at katow kind of wild-eyed at looking a little bit surprised like i don't know what just happened um we Let's move this body quickly before anyone sees, and I'll start dragging it towards some trash or a dumpster or something down the alley. Yeah, I'll just I'll help you know help him just try to like move the body or further away. I'll just look well, at Kaito and say while we're doing that and say, "I'm sorry, this I don't know what happened. Um, strange things happen around me sometimes," and I'll kind of grin. <laughs> I just look at him like like this. Or do you mean like this? This is a thing that really happens? Uh, this not this exactly, but the, oh. I'm partially responsible, I guess. This is not good. Oh. And by, by the way, Katal, you did not see any of this Simon stuff. You didn't see, you know what I mean? You just saw like him yeah, acting weird, this old man walking the alley and falling over. So go ahead, scenes back on you guys. Yeah, I was just, just like, <sighs> okay. I just. Um, Kaitel will notice that. Just as as soon as we finish moving the body, I go in for a drink just immediately. It's like why waste the opportunity? I'm being, you know, I'm it's that opportunistic animal side of me coming through. Yeah, I I dig that, and I'm not going to make you roll humanity roll because you didn't cause this. You know, you're just taking advantage of an opportunity, a survival. You're a fucking survivor, Valentine, right? Yeah. You're yeah. not like these people. You were not handed a golden spoon of the ivory tower to be able to be taught how to do these things right. You know, you were left alone. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for Ophelia Juno coming into your life, you wouldn't mm. have even gotten the little glimpses of this ivory tower, this Camarilla that these people have. So, yeah, you don't let something like this go to waste. You know, this is something that, hey, it fucking sucked. It happened. You didn't do it. You have no idea what fucking caused it. Weird shit happens around you, but you, you're not going to let this go. So how much are you taking from him? Just one blood pool. I don't want when he's found eventually. I don't want his blood to be completely drained. I don't think that would be a good look. Definitely. And so you see this small figure just like come upon him and just quickly feeds off him and licks his wound, you know, on this guy's neck. And he stands up. You two are left in this alley. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Sorry, just like to check the guy's pockets too. I mean, you dig through, you find like a flip cell phone and you find like a wallet and there's like probably like $30 in cash in the wallet, some debit cards. You see a couple of pictures of grandchildren, a driver's license for some random address, you know, and, and stuff like that. All right, so I want to strew that stuff all around his body and just take the money and make it look like a robbery or something. Yeah, yeah. You can take the money. Definitely. I mean, you're a survivor. You need that money. Who knows what Donald can do with that money? I'll go to hand half money. of that money to Katar as well. You, yeah, you see him handing you some money, Katal. What are you doing? I just like, no, no. I, I don't know, Katal. Like, this kid is, this kid doesn't act like normal Camarilla kindred do. And I don't, I don't want to say that Katal feels a certain way, but you can see a survivor. Uh, you can see um, survivalists. You can see like a someone who has maybe some traits that people from your family have. That this this kid doesn't just he do, he doesn't he lacks tact. He lacks tact. Now is he a monster? No, he's not going around doing monstrous things. But he's very tactless. 
and he's very uncouth, but it ties into the fact that when you look at him, you see a child. You know what I mean? So I I don't I'm sure this is weird torment torrent of impressions right now going on in Katal's mind of how to handle this. Definitely. So as when you know wife into his pockets, Katal's just be like, Okay, well this happened and it's not just a word of warning. Try not to let things like this happen as often as you can because the we were actually uh, I met Ophelia by when basically we were asked when strange things started happening around the city. We don't want strange things happening in this city. It's the, it's Minneapolis and St. Paul. No one else cares about this place except people who live here. I didn't have anything to do with what just happened there. Like, I'll just make that clear. I didn't. That was an intentional. I don't know what happened. This is why I don't go out that often. Well, maybe you should make it make an make his keep that habit. It's working out for you. Well, unfortunately, my associate is away for a few days, so I have to go and do stuff myself. But I'll, I appreciate you coming. Uh, I'll try and be more inconspicuous. And what I'll do is I'll make an attempt to disguise my appearance once more. Go ahead. Go ahead again. You can. And I will. I will use a willpower this time. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You can blow willpower. And this and go. is purely. I'm using the willpower and doing this directly in front of Kaito to try and maybe earn a little bit of his. I wouldn't say trust, but you know, it's to show that he can rely on me to do sure, what I have sure to do. Competent. Yeah. So I'll make that roll again, but with one willpower. There we go. Two successes. So you are looking like a little boy, right? That's what you're trying to do mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Yeah. So you see this figure now, like Katal, you see seeing in front of you. There's a moment where like you're looking, putting your money in the pocket, this like chump change that this kid gave you, you know what I mean? And you look up and you see this figure staring up at you. Describe what the little I mean, you see this little boy who has kind of like like his avatar here for people who don't see. He has like kind of like a sharper nose a little bit, has like these somewhat close eyes that are a little, little shallow, but not like eerie or not unattractive, but you know, and has like kind of a thinner mouth and has like a very innocent look to him with like some blonde hair that's like cut like a bowl cut, you know, that's standing now in this yellow slick with the hood down that has like, you know, jeans and and tennis shoes. And he's like looking up at you and you know, like Katal for if there's something about children, obviously, right? Where like an innocence, right? And there's a moment where like you put your hands in your pocket, you look down, and that monster's not there. And I don't know, would would you seem this appearance of this child like cement anything, change anything? Like how does what does that bring out in Katow? I think it definitely it cements that oh yeah, this this guy really was. He's not just like a short adult. He was a child at one point, and so it, it just like really hits at home. Like yeah. This guy was changed as a child to a to a kindred, and now that's just like, ooh. That's... I'll look up at Kaitao and after the change and give him my most innocent, childlike kind of smile, and look at him. But you can see in the eyes that it's not a real smile. And I'll say, should we should we continue on? Okay, and Kaitao, well, since like he for him is doubly so because smiles just don't really work for him anymore. <laughs> he just like looks down and says, "Don't." Do that with your teeth thing. Don't. <laughs> oh, I'll close my mouth. Now, that's that's actually an interesting thing to delve into because Katal, one of his gangrel traits he got for for uh, losing his self-control role was that he smiles. He doesn't recognize that smiles like animals, <laughs> some animals. So to him, smiles come across as threatening or whatever. So when you smiled at him, he was just like, don't do that with your teeth. I really love that. That's really interesting. Uh, a couple things before we go on to Juno's. One, it's kind of an interesting situation the fact that you have this innocent looking boy who is here to investigate the murder of perhaps one of the most humane vampires and like naive in a way but innocent vampire well i want to call her exactly innocent all the time you know what i mean but like definitely um i don't want to say a good guy but you know one of like i said most naive, humane? humane exactly perfect thank you most humane vampires that you've came across right while you guys are walking to juno's that last block what Valentine is going on in your head with everything you witnessed. I mean, you just witnessed some crazy shit. Like, how are you processing that right now? Probably a little bit paranoid that we were seen. Um, also, you know, I haven't heard from Simon in ages. I called out to him earlier, nothing. And then I got this, and I kind of think, was that a delayed reaction or a coincidence? You know, what's what's going on with Simon? He seemed to be in pain. 
And uh, just those things kind of floating around. And at the same time, I'm thinking like, when am I going to find out Ophelia's? Um, what the hell is Kaitel thinking I'm, I'm <laughs> about me right now? I'm kind of a little bit almost embarrassed as well, but trying to retain composure. Yeah, two things. One, yeah, because when you first got here, Simon or Simon kind of said he didn't like it here. You remember he said at the house, he was like, I don't like it, you know, whatever. I'm not going to mm. do the creepy wraith voice. But <laughs> you bring up a good thing about embarrassment, right? Because you still got that kid part of you. And kids yeah. are super self-conscious about being embarrassed, right? Like seriously, they want they you know the you, you know the whole like uh you know don't want to embarrass yourself in front of the class kind of thing. So I could like totally picture like Alex being like or uh, excuse me, Valentine being like embarrassed and kind of like that kid embarrassed, you know, that that he looked like a fool in front of this older kindred who is a friend of a friend, you know. So okay. Mm. Interesting stuff. So you guys are walking along, you kind of get closer to uh, Junos and Junos has like one of those canvas overheads that are over the front door. You know, those canvas overheads that kind of have like canvas or whatever that protect people from the rain and it has like a little, like a uh, little rug that's out front that people can walk up to before they open the double doors. And as you get, this is your first time coming to Junos, uh, yeah. but this is like the last time you were here was a few days ago, Katow. You know, you're like here and you went up in the room and you saw the site that you saw with William. And you see the familiar doors that have like in that 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 script that that paint on the two double door glass doors that say you know Juno's, and you see like there's like that menu that's like taped there for people who want to walk up and see the menu before they go in there, you know. And then you open the double doors and you have a hostess walk up to you. She has like blonde hair. It's kind of longer and a ponytail, slick back. She looks athletic, maybe like five three, hundred and so, you know like ten pounds. She comes up to you too, and she's like, oh, uh, table for two. Uh, no, 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 not not for me. I'm, we're not staying really long. I'm just wanted to speak to Gina real quick for a moment. Uh, uh, Gina, um, you see, her, I'm sorry, I'm new here. Hold on one second, let me see. And you see her walk up, and she walks up to this guy who who looks to be like in his mid twenties, kind of darker hair, darker eyes, tall, about six foot one, six foot two, has like you know a uh, uh, suit pants with a shirt on and a tie. He's like, he like goes and he walks back and he's like, uh, so you're looking for, who are you looking for? Gina? Didn't, uh, didn't Gina used to work here? I'm sorry. There's no one by the name of Gina who works here. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything I can help you with though? You... Oh, uh, no, don't worry about it. I must have made, 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 made a mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Well, I think I'll just, uh, we'll just heading out now. Okay, cool. You have a good night. All right. You too. Yeah. And you seem just kind of wave to you too, Valentine. Like you know, people wave to kids. Like, hey, yeah, you have one. Him coldly. <laughs> He's just like, uh, <laughs> he like turns Indeed. around and walks off. You hear like eye contact way too long with. <laughs> <laughs> you hear like chattering of people. Like you know, I mean, utensils on plates and everything like that. As you guys step out into the sidewalk again, I look up at Kaitao, slightly confused, and I say, "Even I know Gina worked there. Ophelia emailed me about her. Wasn't she the manager?" Shoot, something like that, yeah. This is odd. Mm. I'll kind of size the building up a bit and look up, look for places that I might, you know, handholds that I can gain, windows. So, which, so, which room was hers? It was second, just above, the, it was just above the restaurant, so. Okay, I'll note the window. Yeah, you go to the side and you can see there's like kind of like a fire escape. You know what I mean? Like in the like you go to the side and it's between two buildings, so it's not people like it's about twenty feet into the like the alleyway there, and you see like there's like a dumpster and you see there's like a there's like a ladder that's like hanging down from like this little fire escape that you know you could probably climb off there if you wanted to. Okay, I'll um activate unseen presence. Like nice. I'll slip into the shadows a bit, activate unseen presence, and stealthily make my way out to the window. So Katal, you go into this alley with him and you guys are both looking up at the window and then you look down and you're like, where did that fucking kid go? You're like looking around for this kid, you know what I mean? And let's go ahead and have you roll at dexterity and athletics. I'm going to say difficulty. I'm going to have you do two rolls. Dex, dexterity okay. and athletics, difficulty six. And then when you're done rolling that, let me know how many successes you got. Uh, three successes. Okay. So, and then I need you to give me uh, dexterity and stealth difficulty eight but i'll give you two extra dice 
since you got three successes and the dexterity and athletics roll. So you're going to have two extra dice to add to whatever your dexterity and stealth roll is. And that's a difficulty. 19. Uh, difficulty. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, zero, zero successes that time. Okay. You could tell you're like looking around lost, you know, and, and, and Valentine, you like climb up onto this dumpster and you like jump onto the ladder. You know what I mean? You're climbing up the ladder and there's a moment where you're like, you climb like six feet of ladder. You're about 10 feet off the ground right now. And you kind of like get over the ladder onto like the little like fire escape ledge that's in front of her window. And you slip a little bit and you kind of like, you know what I mean? Fall on it a little bit. And you look down and can tell you hear this noise from up there and you look up like, what the fuck? And the kid is like already up on this ledge now you still have your mask of a thousand faces but you just see this little boy looking down from you like 20 feet up man and then, like literally it was like just this just compopulating feeling man it's like you especially i would assume with like a a, a predator type personality like gangrel have like you, you lost control you know what i mean and now you're looking up and you see this figure's looking down go ahead scenes on you um just what i'm thinking while i'm climbing i'm kind of i'm used to not so used to climbing buildings and so on you know, I'm quite a dexterous little dude, but I'm more used to trees and, you know, natural features. So I guess when I slip, I'm kind of like laugh to myself a bit and think, oh, this is, you know, it's a good, I like the challenge of something new to climb. I'm kind of testing it out, thinking I'm going to have to get more used to this if I'm going to be here. You are standing on this ledge and you see this window that's in front of you and there's no curtains on, but there's no lights, you know, right now in, in, okay. in the room. I'll try the window, try to open it. So it's locked right now, the window from inside. Okay. Um, I guess I'll... I don't want to break the window. That's going to draw so much attention. Just a word of advice, I guess. And um, Okay, hold on. What, what do you want to do? And then I'll give you my word of advice. I was going to try and f just force the, the window jam, you know, try and just force it open with that. Mm -hmm. Smashing yeah. it. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. When you were down there in the kitchen, you know, it's like 10 at night right now. So people are eating. You know what I mean? There's people still down there drinking, eating. It's kind of lively right now. So when you guys walked in there, you know, would you have heard something from upstairs? I'm just saying, don't be worried too much. But we could do the pry and open. Now, here's the thing. What's your strength at? My strength is two. You don't have pones, right? No. Okay. So here's the thing. You can spend blood. You can bump your strength up to, to five if you would like. Yeah. Well, what I want to do is test it to see how far I can get it without making too much noise to where it's creaking. Mm -hmm. um, realizing that it's probably, you know, there's people downstairs, there's people out in the street. I want to just reach in, get my phone, and I'll send a text down to Kaitao, and I'll just say, hey, look, is there any way you can get out there and open the window for me, even if you if it's just brief? You see that te you hear you hear your phone vibrating in your pocket, Katel. Okay, let's look open it up and check it and be like, Oh I can try, but I'll text back and I can try, but I'm much more visible than you. <sighs> okay, I'll text back and I'll just put DW, like don't worry. And I'll go back and I'll I'll spend a blood pull point to increase my strength and give the door I give the window a firm push with my shoulder. Okay, so you're gonna have to spend three blood pool points if you'd like to do that. Right. Okay, sure. So yep. what does that bring you down to? Three. Oh, you're down to three blood points. Oh, okay. Oh man, dude. All right, so you pop it open. I'm gonna have some fun with Valentine. So you you pop the window open. You shove it, and you feel like the break of the the, the wood of the frame kind of creak and snap a little bit, and you're able to slide it open because this is a pretty like you know those hipster kind of apartments people rent on top of you know what i mean on yeah. top of these like, no one expects to get broken in like anything like this so you hear it slide open eventually you're kind of greeted by the coolness of the air conditioner like it kind of combats like the moisture that's still out there even though it stopped raining you know it's still somewhat humid you know mm -hmm. and you are able to get into the window if you would like but you look in there you don't really see anything too much you just kind of see you get the sense of empty I don't want to be cheap, but you know what I mean? You know how you can kind of like you go into a house when you're looking at a house or an apartment to move in and you go in there, you can kind of sense like the emptiness of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of reminded of the feeling I had at my own house after Donald left that night. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what are you going to do? Well, I want to quietly close the window behind me to make it look like it's undisturbed. Draw the curtains. I'll go and make sure the door's locked. 
you go through the window and you turn around and you slide the curtains and then you mm -hmm. turn back around and look towards the room and this it's a little bit more lit because there's like a light coming out coming from underneath the door you know that's on the opposite of the room but you're looking around and the light that you had before you closed the curtains and the you know going through the window in the room show that showed that there was no furniture in this room okay so that like had been cleared out you know so right now you're um, kind of standing in this empty room right now this is absolutely nothing nope it looks like someone came in here and took the furniture out and cleaned up in here and it's right now it's empty okay um I'll get my phone out and use the torch to illuminate the room. I want to tap into my investigative skills and just scan the room, see if there's anything I can notice, if there's any, even if there's any hairs on the floor or anything. So give me a uh, perception investigation difficulty eight, please. Sure. I'm going to use the willpower. One success. To include the willpower. Okay. So so you are looking around this room with this light and you're like, I gotta find something. I got and you can feel like the beast kind of like it's a weird feeling to you, man. The beast, right? You mm -hmm. can't rationalize the beast. You you just didn't live long enough of a human life. You didn't even hit puberty, bro. You don't know the aggressiveness that like puberty or andrew uh, like your glands or hormones your glands could produce or anything like that. So the beast is like this temper tantrum that almost like seems to 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 be a part of you you're used to like just having these tantrums and you could feel the mm, like the beginning of one just like starting to like come up the back of your neck and in your thoughts you know like when you were a little bit younger as a mortal and you knew you had to take a nap and your mom said you had to take a nap but you don't want to take a nap but you knew damn well she was right that you had to take a nap you're starting to feel that a little bit like a little ornery and you're like getting angry because you're like see this empty room and you did not expect to find a fucking empty room in here you expected to find something that you could use and you're looking around your phone and you start realizing there's a moment where you're like i'm finding jack shit what the fuck and then you're like wait it's not even any fucking dust and you're like looking across the floor because it's like this hardwood floor and you don't even see any scuffs of like shoes or anything like that and you start and you like you're going along and then you realize you smell something and you smell fresh paint and you're realizing that the walls have been painted and you like even open a closet and you look inside the closet and you see the inside of a closet had been painted so you're starting to realize at this moment that like someone came in this room and cleaned removed everything cleaned everything repainted everything did like a once up on it you know what i mean just made mm -hmm. it like no one lived in here and it is completely empty fresh repainted no sign of anything here okay i'm gonna um i'll take a short video of the room being empty and send it to kaitao and just say there's nothing here oh your phone vibrates okay and kaitao will look, look at that and he'll think like it was the exact same thing at Chase's place. Actually, I will text this back to him saying, Jonathan Chase's house was the exact same way when I checked it. I'll reply again. I'll say, between this and the Gina thing, this is getting weird. Yes. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games. The industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. 
Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.